morning, everyone. I, uh, you can tell I used to be a Pentecostal kid because I almost brought my tambourine with me. Um, I remember when I was baptized because in the Pentecostal church in which I grew up, you dedicated babies and you ducked teenagers. So my parents dedicated me and they said, we'll baptize him when he's 16. And then seven-year-old me got it into my head because I saw a video very much like that one. And I read the Bible story and it said Jesus was baptized and we should be like him. And I said, I want to be baptized too. And my school said, you're too little. And I said, no, I'm not. Jesus calls little children. See, look, it says, suffer the little children. And my parents went, hmm. Well, okay, you're not too little, but you don't understand what baptism means. And I said, yes, I do. It means I want to be clean. I'm washing all my sins away. And they said, who turned our child into an Anglican? (laughs) This is worrying. So they sent for the pastor to tell me what baptism was and to talk me out of it. And he said, John, what does baptism mean to you? I said, it means that I want to belong to God. It means that I want all the bad things I've done to go away. And it means that when I come out of the water, I'll be brand new again, just like in the bath. And the chaplain said to my parents, I think we have a problem. If he he sticks to it, you're probably going to have to let him do it. And so I waged my campaign. I stole the notice that my school sent home and circled, we are delighted that our child wants to be baptised. I stuck to demanding baptism at almost every opportunity. They said, you're too little. I said, no, I'm not. They said, why do you want to do it? I said, because I don't want Jesus to leave me out. And also, I want to be clean. And also, I want to be close to God. And finally, they gave in. And they said, all right. You're getting annoying now. We'll let you do it. So I got into the the shallow pool at Aden Field. I wasn't tall enough for the deep end. And my father got on one end, and Pastor Brewster got on the other under protest because he still didn't want to do it. And they dunked me very gently. A little knock-kneed disabled kid with a children's Bible and a towel, and a determinedly savage face. And when I came out of the water, I had my own moment in which the Holy Spirit revealed to me and showed me who he is. Didn't have any doves, didn't have any voices like Jesus, but I met something so beautiful and big and clean that I've never forgotten that moment. And I heard the voice in my heart. I heard it clearly, although I can't tell you how. John, I love you. Follow me. And I said, Jesus, wait for me. I will. And, you know, I'm an Anglican now. I'm high and dry and adult. And at worst, I'm the university chaplain. So what I'm supposed to say in the faculty lounge is, well, yes, children can be really enthusiastic. And also, these things happen to children, don't they? But that moment in which God showed me who he is 
and came and grabbed me as the foundation of everything else, including this, including the ministry that I have now. And it's a moment in which God shows us who he is. And he reveals to us in a way that we can't ignore, very close to our eyes, that he loves us, that he calls us, even little kids, and even old people, and even everybody in between. He calls us his family, he calls us his friends, and he comes to share our weakness and our littleness and our smallness and our ouch. So, this moment, we get the baby, baby in the manger, and then the baby in the manger shows us who he is. The Holy Spirit, God the Father, and Jesus are revealed at the same time. All three persons of the Trinity on the work, uh, sorry, on the job washing things and fixing things and redeeming the world the same way that they were at the very beginning. And Jesus comes to us right now and says, you can know me. You know I know God? Look at Jesus. You want to love God? Love Jesus. You want to follow God? Follow Jesus. The same God who created the world, the same God who can forgive your sins and wash them away, the same God who receives you when you die, the same God who is at the back of all the things, has come to us as Jesus Christ, as a little child. And then the little child grows up, the life and the light, the life and the light we can't ignore that grabs us whether we're ready or not. I've worked with children. I ran Ghetto Sunday School in Linwood. I've worked with the homeless, I've worked with the elderly, I've worked with, with, with young families. And every single place I've been, there are two questions people ask me, including at the university when they, they think nobody's looking. Number one is, can we know God? And because of the baptism of Jesus, I say, yes, you can. God comes down to us very close to where we live at our side, and he stands in line for a baptism he doesn't need to identify with our lowliness and our littleness and our smallness and our weakness and our ouch. He makes himself vulnerable. He shows himself touchable and knowable and lovable and even killable and raisable at the end. He comes to be you. To put all the power of God, all the grace of God, all the repair of God on your side. He carries the things that are too heavy for us. He forgives the sins and the bad things that we can't remove ourselves. And he lifts us to life and to glory on his shoulders. That's our God. That which we've seen and heard, that which our hands have handled, says St. John, has come upon us like a big flash of light. We can know God. And God adopts us into a big family. He reaches out to human beings and shows us his heart, his body in which our sins are dead, pierced for our salvation.
his arms stretched out to grab us and embrace us. It would have been enough for him just to say, shout at you from a great height. John Fox, clean up aisle three. Get them up. No, he doesn't do that. It would have been enough for us to say, well, for him to say to us, well, you can pay off your sins in installments. You can climb back up to me if you want to. That would have been enough. It would have been enough for him to come halfway and leave us to climb the other half. But he doesn't do any of that. He comes and grabs us. He takes the seed of Abraham. He's subject to the law. He stands in line like we are. And he puts himself vulnerable into the hands of Mary. And he joins us in everything that being human means. Misunderstandings of the crowd, the dumbness of the disciples, the whip, the cross, the grave and gate of death, and finally the resurrection in the end. Can you know God? Yeah, because he came to get you. Can you love God? And does he love you? Yeah, because he adopts us into one big family. He comes to make us clean. The oldest brother in a whole big family of the beloved, the washed, and the forgiven. The people who've brought their sins and their ouch and their pains and their faults to the water. And the people who come back up again in newness of life. So, this is St. Augustine, but he's right. Don't be afraid that you're too little or too messy or too dirty or too late. Run, don't walk to the waters of baptism. Bring to God your littleness, your ouch, and your dirt, and give him those things that are too heavy for you. Because in Jesus, God has shown you his kindness. He's shown you who he is. And he's made us family. He's adopted us. Even if life can be a little difficult, <laughs> he's on our side and at our side. God is big, but in Jesus, God is knowable. I am very small, but in Jesus, I am eternally significant. I am weak, but in Jesus, I have strength on my side. I am made like Christ in touching death. And if I'm with him, I also touch life beyond death. And I come up into everlasting life. So, whatever life is throwing at you this day or this week or this year, however frazzled you and fragile you are, however burdened and difficult life is throwing things at you, the baptism of Jesus reminds us not only that we're beloved by adoption, not only that God has come to be with us and to reveal himself, and he wants to be known by the little and the simple and the faithful. But hear the words of our reading again. Do not fear. I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, 
they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burnt. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I have called you by name, and you are mine. In life and death, in life beyond death, in weakness and in strength, Jesus has walked through everything that it means to be human. He is with us, and we are his, his family, his folk, his flock. Amen.